This is episode number 126 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome to Fearless Presentations. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps people just like you build confidence when you present your ideas and helps you increase your success by becoming a better communicator. This is episode number 126, and on this episode, we're going to talk about the technical side of online meetings, virtual meetings, webinars, that kind of thing. And I'll share with you some of the pros and cons of the different types of platforms that are out there. Plus, I'll give you some tips for buying a good microphone and setting up a webcam so that you look good and you sound good in your meetings. So the podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations. And during the COVID-19 shutdown, since we knew that money was going to be tight for a lot of people, and since we knew that many folks would have time at at home to do some self-study. And we started releasing about a dozen of our mini courses that are uh, each priced at under 50 bucks. So um, our mini courses, by the way, like for instance, one of the courses on how to reduce public speaking fear, that's on the list as well as, you know, how to add humor to your speech. We've also got a number of them on virtual presentations and webinars and just all kinds of different topics. So to access those, just go to fearlesspresentations.com and we've actually got a live class, a virtual class, coming up in a couple of weeks. So if you're interested in attending that, I think we still have a couple of seats left in that one. And our regular in-person classes will resume in June. So you can find all the details along with this week's podcast notes on our website, fearlesspresentations.com. So let's get on with today's podcast. Hey, so the topic today is it's about the nuts and bolts of how to deliver webinars and online meetings. Uh, and by the way, this is part three of a three-part series on webinars and, and on live meetings. And, and in this episode, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you a few of the technical secrets about how I deliver my webinars or my online meetings. I'm going to cover the best meeting platforms that are out there and also um, give you some sound and video suggestions along the way. So if you missed the first, either of the first two sessions, you can access them by uh, clicking the links in the podcast notes. The first one was about the seven important things that you need to know about live online meetings. And then uh, and, and in that one, I told you how the content, um, told you about the types of content that work really well on webinars and the ones that don't really work very well. Uh, in online meetings. And then last week we covered how to actually create the content to maximize your audience retention. So in that episode, I shared with you um, a step-by-step process that, that you can use to design content for your webinars and for your Zoom meetings and that kind of thing. Now, before I get started with today's stuff, um, one of the things that kind of hit me as I was preparing today's episode was that you know, I'm interchanging the word webinar and live online meetings. I'm, I'm interchanging those. And the reason why is because in, in the past, in even as early as like six months ago, maybe a year ago at the longest, those were two separate things. If you were going to do a webinar, if you're going to do a live meeting, there were two separate, separate things. And, and webinars, a lot of times people are thinking about 
a single person who is presenting to a group of people and that single person is giving information everybody else is is receiving information and in online meetings a lot of times it's more interactive and um, from our perspective though if you're doing a one-sided webinar you're missing out on a tremendous opportunity so from our perspective they're kind of one in the same your webinars or your online presentations should be fairly interactive and the technology is now there to allow you to do that. So in this episode, I'm not going to really cover any stuff about the webinar software that's out there. There's all kinds of different companies out there, software platforms that will allow you to do webinars, but it's one-sided. It's not interactive. I'm going to focus more on the online meeting things like Zoom and Skype and those kind of things because those are going to be much better platforms if you're going to be delivering content to large groups of people because you can still make it fairly interactive. Okay, so to, to kick off though, I'm gonna start with some of the, the software platforms out there that are low cost or in most cases free. And they're exceptional if you have a smaller group. So the smaller your group is, the better these things are gonna be suited for what you're looking for. So, and especially if you're just getting started with online meetings or you're, you're starting to do webinars for the first time, you're most likely not gonna have, you know, 100 people on your webinars in the very beginning. So these are, are good, places to kind of start. Um, so these are all, like I said, they're, they're free, low cost type things. So the first one is actually a paid one, paid for one that we're going to talk about quite a bit more in the uh, in latter in the, in the session, but it's Zoom. And the neat thing about Zoom is that as long as you keep your sessions under 40 minutes, which by the way, is kind of what I would suggest that you do anyway, if you're going to be doing live meetings, if you can keep them to 30 to 40 minutes, then uh, you're, they're going to be way more interactive. People are going to like them a whole lot more. But as long as you keep your Zoom meeting uh, to for uh, under 40 minutes, uh, you get all the bells and whistles of the paid platform. You get everything that's in the regular Zoom meetings. So um, so as long as you keep the meeting duration short, you know they they don't charge you anything. So that's a that's a pretty good option. Uh, the second one is Skype. So Skype, as long as you keep, Skype is one of those things that has, I mean, it's been around forever. I mean, my first online meeting, the online meetings I use were, were using Skype. I mean, it's been around for over a decade. I don't even know when it was started, but it, it's been a long time ago. It's been around forever. And most people have it installed on their phones and their laptops because it comes pre-installed on a lot of smartphones. Uh, a lot of uh, computers still have it on there and that kind of thing. But a couple of years ago, Microsoft bought Skype. And since then, they've changed a few things. And, and in the past, the way that Skype worked is Skype had a lot of free services like the, the personal video calls, et cetera. You know, like for instance, my wife is from Ireland. And so we use Skype for years to make calls to, to her family, to our family. Uh, and in addition, when I, when I do interviews on podcasts, I'll often use Skype. So the one-on-one -on -one conversations have, have pretty much always been free. But recently though, Skype has begun to offer the online meeting platform for up to 50 people for free as well. And I assume that they're doing this because they're trying to compete with Zoom. And since Zoom is gaining a huge share of the market, I mean, that's, that's most likely what's going on. But whatever the reason, what's old is, is new again. So people are used to using Skype. They kind of know the functions and everything because we've been using it for years. And it's a, it's a pretty good option. And for up to 50 people, 
you 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 get the the Skype name when you send out the link and and something that people are really used to using. So that's a that's a that's a great benefit. Uh, another option, if you have a small, actually this is for any size group really, but it's it's free is to do uh, Facebook Live with a private group. So, um, like for instance, one of the things that we're beginning to do more and more in in our company is to conduct private Facebook group live sessions. So uh, obviously, if you're conducting marketing webinars, then Right, the f regular Facebook Live service is, is going to be better for you. But for those of you who have kind of followed my blog or my podcast for a while, last year I, I interviewed Tom, Tom Antion, and, and he's, Tom's the king of Facebook Live. I mean, he does, he does a Facebook, he often will just deliver an entire webinar sitting on his couch <laughs> in, in his huge mansion via Facebook. And the folks at, at Zig Ziglar's company, the Ziglar Seminars, um, they're, they're, um, they do Facebook live mini webinars almost daily. So the, the, it's a great platform for marketing. It's a good way to, um, to expand your reach and, uh, and promote yourself and it's free. So it's a, as long as somebody has a Facebook, uh, app or a, a Facebook account, they can, they can access your, your free webinars or your free online meetings and, it's fairly effective. Now, just so you know, that the reason why that one wasn't in you know, kind of my top two anyway, it's in the top three just because it's really popular and it works really well, is that it's fairly one-sided. I mean, you can't talk to each other. It's not very interactive. You can chat though, and that's one of the cool things about it is that if you have, um, I, I just kind of tell you what I do. Typically, what I'll do is I'll either have one of the folks from my office on the Facebook Live with me. And, and she'll be watching and looking for comments and kind of feed those comments to me. Or sometimes I'll just set my cell phone up next to me and I can see the, the comments coming up. So if somebody asks me a question, it's a little bit easier to see it on, on a second screen than it is on, on Facebook Live. But you'll kind of figure that stuff out. Um, it, like I said, not my favorite. We do that a lot, but it, just because it's a big marketing. But for me, Zoom or Skype is, is working a whole lot better if you're um, for free things anyway. Um, now there are other um, online, there are other uh, free marketing softwares out there. Um, for instance, Google has an option. It's called Google Meet or Google Hangouts Meet. Um, they're, they're, the reason why they're changing the name is they're eliminating the Google Hangouts. It's, it's being kind of decommissioned and they're moving people over to, to Meet. Uh, it's similar to Zoom and Function, but you, you have to have a paid G Suite account to, to create a meeting. But once you create the meeting, anyone with a Google account can attend the meeting, though. So it's 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 fairly effective. It just doesn't work on Safari, right? So it doesn't work on the Safari browsers, though. So it didn't make my top three. It's pretty good, pretty good, but not quite where I would want. It. I wanted I wanted to be foolproof, though. So I'm I'm not recommending it quite yet. Um, there's another one that I've used for for years uh, before Zoom came along, anyway, and before Skype started doing things for free. There was a, a service called freeconferencecall.com. And it's a great option for internal meetings within your organization. Um, when I, for instance, when I started my company uh, two decades ago, we used their service for our weekly staff meetings. And back then it was just audio conferencing. That's why it's called free conference call because it was actually a free conference call. But then they, they started um, having free video conferencing too. So, um, I mean, 
I wouldn't suggest that you give a link to the free conference call service to your potential clients because it's going to make you look really, really cheap. <laughs> but if your employees already know that you're cheap, like mine do, then it, it works internally really, really, really well. Anyway, so, so like I said, those didn't really make my, my top three, but they're, they're out there as well and you can certainly use them. And in addition to that, you've got LinkedIn Live. It can be used just like Facebook and uh, I, I'm still, it's still fairly new. And as a result, I haven't had a lot of experience with it yet. However, I suspect that, I mean, that's going to move it into my top three platforms probably sometime in the very near future, just because it's, it's coming on really, really strong. If you're looking for something that's more professional in webinar software or meeting software, especially for a larger group, um, then uh, th these next few are going to be better choices for you. So once you begin using webinars or online meetings externally with customers or potential customers, then these options, these next options will work a little bit better for you. Now, now yes, you can still use the free options, but the paid services are really inexpensive now and, and they also reduce the challenges that can occur in online meetings. So they're worth the tiny, tiny investment in, in, I mean, like for instance, we're gonna talk about Zoom again. Zoom is like 15 bucks a month for a single seat in, in Zoom. So if that 15 bucks is, is totally worth the lack of hassle that you'll get. This is not like in the olden days when you were doing, you know, GoToMeeting or some of those other online platforms that we're gonna charge you hundreds of dollars per seat. And if you got, you know, 100 people working at your company, geez, you know, that can, that can add up very quickly. Um, but let's talk about Zoom first. So um, one of the reasons why I like Zoom a lot, especially if you're gonna be presenting to customers and clients is that you can use the breakout rooms in, in Zoom meeting to reinforce application and save time. So you can basically get people to apply the content that you're, that you're trying to cover with them or teach them or present to them. And it also saves you a ton of time. Um, the, so right now, you know, my go-to service is, is far and away, uh, head and shoulders above everybody else. Zoom. Zoom has done a couple of important things in the last few months that have just kind of changed things technologically in, in just such a positive way. I can't, I can't talk about it enough. First, they've reduced the background noise from multiple live microphones. And I really don't know how they do this. I don't know the technology behind it, but I mean, I'm a fairly logical kind of guy. And so I'll guess, here's my guess. Here's what I think has happened. I think Zoom, at least it seems to anyway, mute all of the microphones of the participants unless a sound above a certain decibel level occurs at any given moment. And now, yes, you still get the occasional dog barking in the background every once in a while. But I, I've, I mean, I've recently conducted meetings for over 100 participants without having to mute anyone, which is unheard of. I mean, typically, once you get over like five or six people, the background noise and the feedback is just gets un, just gets unreal. And so what they've done has been kind of game changing. And that's a that's just a huge technology breakthrough. And then second, the second thing that Zoom has done is they added the breakout room function. And this allows the presenter to divide a huge group of people into smaller meeting rooms to increase the discussion and the collaboration. So, and out of all of the technological breakthroughs in recent years, this, is, this one is totally at the top, especially for online meetings. This is what changes your online meetings from being a one-way webinar type thing to a more interactive thing with your, with your participants. It's, it's really a, a, a breakthrough anyway. So give me an example. Let's say that you've got a weekly staff meeting via Zoom 
and the big boss can divide the entire team into departments. So let's say it's 100 people in, in a company, everybody's on the big Zoom meeting, and there's 10 different departments, 10 people in each one of those. So the big boss comes in, presents a, a quick little overview for you know five or 10 minutes or so, breaks everybody into department um, subdivided meeting rooms. So now there's 10 different meetings going on at, at the, in the next you know, few minutes. And then each participant in that department can now give a brief report to his or her coworkers to let them know what's been going on. Now, if you're doing virtual um, uh, offices right now, if you're, I mean, if everybody's working from home, a lot of people still are, this is huge because now it, it lets everybody kind of know what everybody else is doing in a very short, easy way, which like I said, we weren't able to do before. And the department heads could, they can allow each person, you know, maybe one to two minutes to give a report. Hey, what did you do in the last week? And they just give a one to two minute report. And even if the department has like 10 people in it or 20 people, that this part can take, you know, 20 minutes or less to do the entire thing. And then next, the big boss would then shut down the breakout rooms and have everybody return to the global meeting. The department heads can now give a summarized report of their breakout room reports to everybody. So now the most important things that came out of those individual breakout rooms can be shared with the entire group and it takes a whole lot less time to do it. Uh, so if you happen to be conducting training, like a training, like a webinar or, or um, some type of training session, a virtual training, which is what we're doing with, with Fearless Presentations now, you, you can use those small groups to reinforce the application. So you can teach something, then break the group into mini meetings to discuss how they could use that content. So I'll give you an example how we're using this in the virtual Fearless Presentations class, which by the way, I mean, prior to six months ago, a year ago, we couldn't do what we're doing now and help as many people as we are able to help virtually because it just wasn't technologically possible. But so let's say like, for instance, one of the things that we do in our, in our in-person fearless meetings, fearless presentations classes is we don't like to just kind of throw somebody to the wolves and, and, you know, give them a presentation, then have them, you know, kind of uh, pop up and, and have to design a presentation from scratch and then deliver it. So what we do is we teach a step-by-step -step process, give them one step in designing a good presentation. And then instead of having them present that in front of the full group right away, we typically will have them practice with a partner who they'll just turn the person next to them, just kind of run through it that way. It sounds, you know, they can kind of see the physical response that the person that's listening to them is giving them and that kind of thing. They make alterations, cut some stuff out, add some stuff in, change the way they say a few things. So when they actually give the full presentation, it, it sounds better, it looks better, and they're more confident because they've run through it. Well, we can actually do that in a virtual meeting. We can actually break a, a group of 10 people in a class up into groups of two, let them practice with a partner, and then present to the, to the entire group. And, and it adds to the application because now they're running through each one of the things that we're teaching them in the class, sometimes two or three times in repetition in a very short period of time. So they, they begin to maximize that skill very effectively. So like I said, this is one of those things that, prior to even just a, a few months ago was not even possible in technological, technologically wise anyway, the technology wasn't possible, but now it is. And so it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic advancement. The second one that is pretty helpful is Microsoft Teams. So Microsoft Teams um, has been a fantastic collaboration tool. It was actually created to collaborate. It was created for big companies that wanted to collaborate internally. 
And um, recently, though, they, they've added a few options that allow people to invite guests into their online meetings. So although this platform wasn't designed to host webinars or online training meetings or big group meetings from people from the outside, it now fulfills that role better than a lot of the webinar platforms that were around even just three months ago or four months ago. Because most webinars, again, like I said, are one-sided. You know, a person is speaking and then everybody else is listening they're typically not very interactive. Well, Microsoft Teams was designed to be interactive. So now you can use it as an online meeting platform too. So it combines the functions like group chat, which is like what Slack is, file storage and cloud sharing, similar to G Suites, Google Suites, um, uh, or Google Drive. Uh, and then online meetings, similar to Zoom, but it's all in one place. And so that's one of the things that, that, uh, that, it's just, like I said, it's something that is, it's totally new. It hasn't been around for, for very long and it's, and it's taken the world by storm on, on the collaboration side. So if you, and by the way, if you have a Microsoft 365 account, which a lot of people do to, to be able to run Microsoft Word and Microsoft PowerPoint and all those kind of things, then you most likely already have access to this and it doesn't cost you anything more. You've already, you've already paid for it as part of, of what you've, what you've, um, what you paid that monthly fee or annual fee for. Um, um, so the, just so you know, those are, those are some of the things that are kind of out there. So those are my two kind of go-to Zoom and, uh, and Microsoft uh, Teams. Those are the two that, that I'm recommending right now. A month from now or two months from now, maybe totally different, but those are the things that, that are on my radar right now that, that seem to be doing really, really well. So before you begin though, before you begin to offer online meetings or um, webinars or anything like that, um, you want to invest in good equipment. And, and basically, you really need three things to conduct a, a, a webinar or an online meeting to where you look really professional. You basically only need three things, really. At first, you need the service, just like we talked about before, so Zoom or, or one of the other platforms that are out there. Second though, you're going to need a fantastic microphone because <laughs> you have to sound good. You have to sound better than anybody else that's on the meeting. If you're leading the meeting, you have to sound better than anybody else that's on the meeting. And then finally, you're going to need an upgraded video camera. So you look good. You have to look good and sound good. So since we've already covered information about the, the platforms, let's kind of talk about those final things, the microphone and the, and the uh, camera. So the first one, you have to have a good microphone if you're the meeting leader. So uh, for, the, for the last few weeks, it's been kind of funny. I've been watching the news broadcasts and they've been kind of haphazard. Um, the, with, COVID, with the COVID-19 outbreak, guests on the news programs that are being interviewed, a lot of times they're being interviewed from their homes with whatever they have available. Um, so, uh, just kind of watch, just a quick observation of, of what you've probably seen is probably similar to what I've seen anyway, is that it's very, very easy to tell which guests have had previously recorded content from their homes. You know, so they either they've done podcasts or they've done interviews or they've recorded something for an audio book or something. They've done something, they've done Skype meetings or go to meeting meetings or whatever, you know, that you can tell which ones have done stuff like that because um, it's, you, you'll watch the newscaster 
we'll be uh, interviewing one guest and, and the sound is just going to be crystal clear. And then seconds later, a new guest is going to come out and sounds like, you know, somebody slapping a wooden spoon against aluminum foil in the background. And the only difference between the two was basically the microphone that they were using. Uh, so um, the, the, this is one of those things that you want to invest just a little bit in a much higher quality microphone so that you sound good when people listen to you and when they, when they watch you. So a great microphone that you can buy for webinars and for online meetings is what's called the Blue Yeti microphone. I'll, I'll put a link in the uh, uh, podcast notes to this, but you can just find it on Amazon. It's really easy. Um, this, this microphone is awesome, by the way. They're typically somewhere between 120 and 150 bucks on Amazon. And, and they're worth their weight in gold, by the way. Um, you should also get the microphone pop filter. Now, this is like a $6 investment that will keep you from popping your peas. It's just a little, it's a, it's a little overlay that goes to the microphone that, that keeps you from making that sound. All the people that are listening to this on the podcast would be going, God, dude, why did you do that? That really, that is really annoying anyway, but those peas popping, uh, it, it, it can be annoying for folks. And so that the, um, the pop filter will keep that from, from occurring. Um, by the way, blue, they make the Getty, but they also make, some really good microphones that are a little less expensive than that. The, the snowball is kind of the starter microphone. It's typically about 50, 60 bucks. And then the nano is kind of the in-between. It's more like the Yeti, but it's a little smaller and it gives you really good audio though. So any of those will likely work for, for most recordings because uh, the, the thing about like the, the microphones that are for telephones, like your AirPods and stuff like that, they, they have nice sound quality, but they don't cover all of the, the range of the, the audio. And it doesn't sound as professional when you're listening to it on a digital platform, like a, like a, a podcast or a, um, a, um, a live meeting or anything like that. So a good microphone will, will work. Um, the second thing that you'd probably need to do is you probably need to upgrade your camera so that you look fantastic. You got to look great, right? So you don't, you, you, you don't have to invest a ton of money in an HD camera of some type though and connect a bunch of wires to your computer. Instead, you can just upgrade your webcam or connect your phone to your laptop. You can do either of those things. If you upgrade the webcam, it's easiest. This is the easiest way uh, to have stellar video quality for your online meetings. Just purchase a USB 1080p, 1080p webcam. You just plug it in and voila, Instant Studio. <laughs> it's, that, it's that quick, that easy. Logitech makes a, a lot of these great 1080p cameras. And for the most part, any of them are, are going to do. Um, it, just like anything else though, technology wise, the higher the price, the better the quality. So currently anything in the $100 to $200 range will likely give you a beautiful picture. If you get the $49 or $59 one, you'll probably get a pretty good picture too. And, and most people may not know the difference, but you'll likely have a few more glitches and challenges and stuff like that. So that's one of the, the things that kind of keep in mind. So worth it to go over the $100 mark in order to get the better one. Now you can also use your phone as your camera and cell phones today have, have high quality cameras. And, and in fact, <laughs> most cell phones today have better cameras than most cameras do. Uh, and if you, so if you want to turn your high quality iPhone camera into a high quality webcam, well, there's an app for that. I mean, there's, there's an app called Epo Cam, Epic, Epic Cam, E-P-O-C, C-A-M. So there's two C's. Epic, 
E-P-O-C, CAM. It's an app that connects your phone to online platforms like Zoom and Skype. And basically all you do is you download the, the PC or the iOS drivers from their website and then install that on your computer, your laptop, whatever, and then download the app from the app store on your phone. The app is eh, like eight bucks. So it's much cheaper than, than a new webcam. But the thing that's a little bit more challenging about this is that typically there's kind of a delay. So when you edit your videos, it may take a little bit more to edit them. Um, if you're doing this live, if you're doing it live, um, you're, you're, um, there is a possibility anyway that when you do your live meetings, your, your mouth and, your, and the sound that the people are receiving may be a little off, which could be a little annoying. So for that reason, it's not, I, I would suggest spending the 120 bucks or 140 bucks to just get the webcam and, and that way you don't have to worry about it. But in a pinch, the, um, the, the uh, cell phone app can, can work really well. Uh, so basically, in summary, uh, the, if you want to have really good equipment, it's, it's really easy. These are, these are my suggestions. Number one, I do suggest that you invest in Zoom conferencing, the Zoom conferencing platform. It's like 15 bucks a month. The, the Blue Yeti USB microphone is like $129. The Logitech 1080p webcam, a really good one, might be 140, 150 bucks. And, and so for the first month anyway, it might cost you around 300 bucks to get this set up. But then from then on out, the only thing you're paying monthly for is just your, your Zoom uh, membership. And so it's like 15 bucks per month. So really quick way to start very inexpensive and you'll be, you'll, you'll knock them dead on the online meetings, webinars, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so hopefully that's helpful and uh, we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Thanks guys. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week. 